2: Kicks Dort for the win. It's good!
3: Another
0: ferocious slam by Amedeo Diallo. For the lead, Gilgis Alexander got it! The Thunder lead by one.
4: What is up? Welcome to the uncontested podcast post-game edition where the Thunder have lost to the Memphis Grizzlies. Score 116-107. to 107. Big news of the night is that Shea Gilgis-Alexander, announced pregame uh, by head coach Mark Dagnault, has uh, plantar fasciitis, I think is how you say it. Uh, basically an injury uh, in the tendon in the bottom of his foot. Uh, that can take quite a while to heal. Coach saying that Shea is not day-to-day. It is longer than that, but they don't know specifics on how long, so he didn't want to comment uh, that's the biggest news of the night, second biggest news of the night, the trade deadline uh, quickly approaching. So with all of that, my co-host Justin, uh, who is currently hiding from a tornado down in Texas. So shout out to Justin. Uh, keep him in your thoughts uh, whenever you listen to this. Whenever you listen to this, it's probably uh, already passed, obviously, the, the tornado. But fingers crossed, thoughts up to, to Justin and his family. They just moved into a new house less than a year ago. Um, so, so I hope everything is good and safe with them. Uh, but before the tornado showed up, Justin and I went on the locker room app to talk about the trade deadline, the Thunder versus Memphis game, uh, some of the th- younger Thunder players and some, uh, some themes that we saw. So I'm going to patch you over to that before I get there. I want to remind you guys again, Thursday, March 25th, 1 PM central time. I will be on. I think Taylor will be joining me. Maybe we can get Justin in as well. Uh, we will be on YouTube. We will be on Periscope via Twitter, and we will be on Facebook Live for the final hour of the NBA trade deadline, breaking down all the news, the deals, and the rumors leading up until the deadline hits. So if you're stuck at work, you're just relying on some Woj bombs. Pull us up on YouTube. Listen to us. Uh, get some questions in the chat. Just hang out with us for an hour. I think it's going to be a blast. We are super excited. With that being said, I'm going to patch you over to the audio of Justin and I doing our post-game show on the Locker Room app. You guys have a great day on Thursday. Enjoy the trade deadline. It's like my personal Christmas. I'm so excited. Uh, And we will talk to you after the deadline um, in our NBA trade deadline post-game, or not post-game, but post-deadline podcast. So we will talk to you then. Uh, Enjoy the pod.
2: We are here live in the locker room app to discuss the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Memphis Grizzlies game tonight, where Memphis beats OKC 116 to 107. I'm joined right now by Jacob. How you doing, buddy?
4: I'm good, man. How are you?
2: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I have to say I have covered my fair share of blowouts. I actually went back and statistically quantified this. In games that I've covered this season, OKC is one and four, now one and five, and coming into tonight, the average margin of uh defeat, I guess, was fifteen points. So tonight's nine point loss is one of the closest games I've covered this season.
4: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I'm if telling you're looking,
2: you if you're looking for the tank, um, just get just
4: done on the post game.
2: Get me get me on the game, and it's a guaranteed tank,
4: I think. I love it. I love it.
2: Um, I think we got to talk about the lineup decisions uh, to start this game. So right before the game, uh, Coach Dagnalt in his pregame media availability talks about Shea Gilgis. Alexander is going to be out an extended period of time. Uh, I think his exact words were that he didn't want to use long term because that term was too vague, but it's not day to day. It's going to be a lot longer than day to day. Um, it was also reported that the injury that he was referencing is plantar fasciitis for SGA. Jacob, I want to get your thoughts on this. What, what do you think when you hear that come out of Dagnalt's mouth today?
4: First off, um, I don't know what that, those two words mean. Plantar so.
2: fasciitis? Well, that's probably yes. a good thing because I'm not a doctor. It's a pretty awful disease. It's like a, uh, if I'm remembering correctly, I'm also not a doctor. Um, it is like a tearing of the tendon on the underside of your foot that's really painful when you try to like do athletic things, and it heals okay. really slowly and takes a long time to get better. That's
4: gotcha. That's so my
2: non-doctor way to sum that up:
4: beautiful. Is is that an injury that is just a wear and tear injury, or do do you know? I assume it's just because he's like tweaked it and and played on it. Yeah,
2: that's a great question. I have no idea. I, I was um, going to make up an answer, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to give dig, bad medical advice on the podcast.
4: Dignalt said that this is the reason they've been letting Shay have like every other game off and stuff is they yeah. were trying to prevent something like this from happening. Right. Um, but uh, it has happened. It's like the the thing that they were trying to avoid. Justin, I have no reason to doubt that they, uh, that, that this is a real thing. I don't, Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe I'm in the minority here. I don't think that the Thunder would come out and just straight up lie about a, a, a Shea Gogas Alexander injury. Agreed. To you know enforce the tank. Uh, I don't think that's happening. But um, you know it is the the timing and it being right before the trade deadline. I think you and I are going to talk about this here in a little bit. But we expect some moves to happen tomorrow for the Thunder. We expect the t- this team to. get worse um, them to fully (laughs) embrace the tank over the last month and a half of the season. Uh, The timing is pretty uh, convenient, but I don't think it's like, and it's an intentional like, all right, we're going to go out there and we're going to tell him that Shea has this thing that he really doesn't have. And, but you know, I don't think (laughs) that's happening.
2: So, yeah, I, you know, as with all things on the internet, uh, people tend to oversimplify the arguments are black and white right every one side of twitter is saying this is a real injury he's really hurt the other side is saying it's a fake injury he's not hurt they're you know they're shutting him down to to save the tank i think it can be both i think it can be a real injury that they're being a lot more cautious with than maybe they would be in a different season and i think if i had to guess i think that's that's what's happening here i think he probably this is a very real thing that he's been dealing with I think this is a real thing that he is, you know, up against. But I also think that if this were a season where the Thunder are trying to make the playoffs contend for a championship, do they shut him down like this? I don't think so. I think they manage it differently.
4: I think that's fair. And I think the people that are on social media that think it's a full-blown conspiracy and that the Thunder <laughs> are directly lying to us yes. are the same people that, like, think the COVID vaccine is going to uh, turn you into an alligator <laughs> well, uh, and they're well, tracking you. Well, that's actually you.
2: Fact, so.
4: And, uh, you know, they think, um, you know, I don't know, <laughs> Q is Jesus reincarnate and things like that. So – Uh, I wouldn't pay you to just
2: keep going with internet conspiracies for the next. See see if I can offend
4: everybody. Uh, (laughs) The the moon landing was actually filmed in a Hollywood basement. Uh, The U S government killed killed John F Kennedy. Wow. Um, my gosh, what other conspiracies? You get a microchip
2: in your arm, uh, per (laughs) the, per the chat. Um, yeah, all, all true. The uh, nothing but facts, Jacob. (laughs) We've never told a lie on this podcast.
4: Never told a lie. Um, Justin, have you ever watched uh, Epic Rap Battles of History? Absolutely, I have. Okay, you know the Chuck Norris versus Abraham Lincoln where he says, I've never told a lie and I won't start now? (laughs) That's always what I think about whenever you say we've never told a lie on this podcast. Yes,
2: so good. That's a classic. So now that we've... uh, Put on our tinfoil hats and go fully into tank conspiracies. I would like to talk about. I the personally game a have a
4: bunker full of a uh, full of canned food to help me survive the nuclear apocalypse. Okay, that's all. I promise I I'm done. That. I promise I'm done.
2: Okay. On the note of bunkers, I I just I can't let it go. Have you seen <laughs> the dude who has the bunker that like in his bunker there is a house and there's a backyard and a swimming pool and like have you seen this?
4: No, but that's freaking awesome.
2: It's incredible. Look this up. This dude has a full on like doomsday bunker, but he built a house so he can like go in his backyard and swim in the pool and be outside air quotes while he's in his underground bunker for whenever the, the nukes go off.
4: That's incredible, <laughs>
2: right? I love it, it. It's something else. And so I highly encourage you to look that up. As for the game, um, something that stood out to me, is the lineup choices. There were some decisions that were made tonight, not unlike what we've seen all season. You know, we, what's the new um, Presti euphemism of the day, the roster exploration. We've seen yeah. lots of roster exploration lately. We need
4: to make a, a shirt of Sam Presti dressed up like Indiana Jones <laughs> for the roster exploration. Yes.
2: I love that. I love that very much. Um, the no, starting but I, but lineup, I, I, Poku, I, I, Dort, Horford, Roby, Maladon. Not that strange. Um, They've run that lineup before, expect. I think. Yeah, what you would expect with Shea out. But there was one lineup in particular that stood out to me where they had Horford, Roby, and Moses Brown all Hell playing yeah. in the front court together, which is amazing.
4: Small ball? Miss me with that. We're playing big ball. <laughs>
2: Presti's zigging when everybody else is zagging.
4: I love it. Uh, yeah, no, the, the Horford. Moses Brown minutes, uh, fascinating, right? Like that is where we saw Horford uh, kind of lose value last season with Philadelphia is playing at the four. Uh, It is very clear that whenever Moses is out there, Horford is playing at the four. Uh, But Horford had himself a hell of a night, uh, incredibly impressive by him um, uh, on his God. It feels like his first night back in like a week and a half, two weeks, something like that. It feels like he hasn't played in forever but uh, a great night from him nonetheless. But yeah, they just tinkering around, just throwing the, it's like you're cooking spaghetti and you don't know if the noodles are done. So you throw it against the wall and see what sticks, right? (laughs) Right. That's what they're doing. That's 100% what they're doing.
2: Um, and from that, from that aspect, roster exploration is a good term for it. (laughs) They are truly, um, just seeing what they have Uh, a great comment from the chat here in locker room. They, uh, played Kenrich Williams a little bit less tonight. 19 minutes is Mm -hmm. second, second least on the team. Only one who played less was fee. So that's interesting to me because I think we've talked a lot about how, how Kenny hustle just, he makes the winning plays and he, he played well tonight, 11 points, uh, five of six shooting one of one from behind the arc, three boards, four assists. He
4: He, always plays well.
2: He always plays well. What do you think? I want to know heading into tomorrow's, trade deadline do you think kenny hustle is a thunder player come tomorrow evening
4: uh that's it's so hard to say i think he's available i think anyone really on this roster is available um i think my viewpoint of it is i don't know if you're ever going to get kenny husser kenny hustle at a higher value than he is now right he's like maximized his trade Uh potential maybe he ends up getting better uh but i think the percentage chance of that happening is low so yeah. I, I think the Thunder are really at a sell-high moment with him. Uh, here you go, Justin. You mentioned his his minutes, not only 19. Uh, I'm looking at his game logs right now. 20, 21, 23, 24, 25, 28, uh, 18, 25, 21. Uh, so 19 is definitely a low number yeah. for him. Definitely a low number for him.
2: Yeah. It'll be interesting. Uh, Some different reports, uh, you know, some reporting today that lots of teams are interested in Kenny Hustle, which I wholeheartedly believe. And then was it uh, Keith Smith, I think, who said that it was probably unlikely that he gets moved because the Thunder could see him sticking around for a few years?
4: Yeah. And and here's the thing. No disrespect to Keith Smith at all. I freaking love Keith. Keith's been on the pod multiple times. He's Keith's my dude. Um, I'm just not putting much stock into any reports about the Thunder uh, yeah. leading yeah. up to the deadline. I'll, I'll, I'll believe it after the deadline passes. If right? we've learned and,
2: anything and, about the Thunder, it's that.
4: <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yes, um, wholeheartedly. But, but back on the subject of, of some of these other performances tonight, Justin, uh, one guy that, that kind of just looking through the stat sheet, besides Al Horford, uh, two guys that jump out to me that I think we need to continue talking about uh, really three guys Um, first Moses Brown, right? Nick mentioned to us in the, in the uncontested slack tonight, the sample size is getting bigger, Mm -hmm. right? And he's still performing. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's not the best player in the world or anything, but his, he puts up numbers. He puts up stats tonight, 19 points, 12 rebounds, uh, two steals, three blocks, He's seven of nine from the field, five of nine from the free throw line. You hope that gets better. Yeah, uh, a plus seven tonight in a game where the Thunder really got blown out. Um, my favorite thing tonight about Moses, he's confident. You can 100%. see it. Like yep. if you had the volume up on on Fox Sports tonight, I tweeted about it. He's snagging rebounds, yelling, um, "Give me that shit! Give me that <laughs> shit!" Um, and then like yeah. he had one where he got a rebound, passed it off. I think to to Kenrich Williams. Ran the floor, got the ball back and dunked and like turned around and like yelled in the defender's face. Like my man's feeling himself and so good. Yeah. I mean, I don't care if you've only played pickup basketball, high school, college, whatever. Like we all know confidence is maybe the most important thing on the court. If you don't have confidence in yourself, you're not playing well. And when you're feeling yourself, you feel like you can do anything. And Moses is feeling himself right now.
2: Yeah, he is. It's Man, it's that bubble effect like we keep talking about. Moses Brown, Ty Jerome, Poku, they all came back with just supreme levels of comfortability and confidence. And I think you see that every single night that they play. It comes through now in, in Poku's case. It, the confidence doesn't always translate to success, but the confidence is there nonetheless. I think it's it's super impressive to see. And I don't know, maybe we need a G League bubble every year so that these young guys can just go ball out for a month and then come back. It's crazy how well they've
4: played after the bubble, man. It really is. Um, Aside of Moses Brown, I said three guys. I want to talk another uh, one of the bubble bros. Bubble uh, boys. The bubble boys. Alexei Mm Pokashevsky. Five of eight tonight from the field. Uh, One of three from three. Two of two from the free throw line. Three rebounds, five assists, a block, 13 points. Um, Again, just looks more comfortable. And that efficiency is, it, it, he's not super efficient, right? Yeah. But it's much better than what it was. He's taking better shots. And I mean, we can talk about how Alexi's really skinny, right? We can talk about how he makes some boneheaded plays. We can talk about how he misses um, a lot of shots, whatever. You cannot deny, though, the skill. It's just, yeah. it's, it's so the skill, the passing ability, the ability to grab it off the rim and go. Um, Couple it's of those just, fast it,
2: breaks tonight were really impressive. That the one obviously with the dunk, uh, but just seeing him push the floor and the way he handles the ball, moving up the court. Like thinking back through big guys of Thunder past, like there's not very many that I can think of, if any, who I think could have who could have led a fast break like that.
4: Yeah, he's he's impressive, and I've said this before. When once his he's get he gets more experience under his belt and he tightens up that handle. At worst, he's gonna be a really good like secondary playmaker. The yeah. kid can just he can mm-hmm. just pass the crap out of the ball. He's totally really agree. good.
2: So who's number three?
4: Uh number three was uh my guy. I've been hyping this dude up for a little bit. Ty Jerome. Another three to mm-hmm. seven from from three tonight, forty three percent. Man, again, confidence, and the dude can just shoot the piss out of the basketball.
2: Yeah. He like the, the consistency of the shooting, I keep waiting and it probably still will crater at some point, not crater, but you know, come back to earth a little bit, but he just keeps hitting it. And it's, it's super impressive. Like if he is really that guy, if that is his real shooting percentage, the thunder got a steal. Yeah. (laughs) When they got him in that trade.
4: Yeah, no, he's, he's been very impressive so far. Uh, he to me he just screams like super aggressive highly efficient bench guy. Yep, right. Like that's probably what his ceiling super is competent
2: in super competent backup point guard.
4: Yeah, and, and I'm into it, man. I'm totally into it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been he's been good, and tonight was no exception. He continues this run of. I think the the Thunder radio broadcast said he's got 15 threes in his past three games. That's awesome. Fifth, it, yeah. Past three games or past four games, but he's just a flamethrower.
2: Yeah, that's that's fantastic. I lo-
4: yeah, and I love his his aggressiveness. Right, he is not scared to shoot the ball. He's gonna fire it. Uh, he's gonna fire it from deep, and by doing that, you are stretching the defense out and opening up things in the middle. Um, it, it's it's an asset. It really is an asset.
2: Now, the the floor spacing is so crucial and something that the Thunder haven't haven't always had with the lack of, you know, consistent outside shooting. And especially when you have a guy like Shea, granted, he didn't play tonight. But when you have a guy like Shea who penetrates so much uh, and then can kick out that balance of having somebody that can cut you up down the middle and then a bunch of floor spacers who can hit from outside is, I think, what is a, a huge part of why the Thunder offense has been so successful.
4: No, definitely. I, I totally agree. Um, I'm looking at the Memphis because I wanted to see if there's any Memphis players we talk about. Uh, I don't know if I'm just – oh, I am dumb. Never mind. Okay, I was going to say I don't know if I'm dumb, but I found the answer. It's yes, so forgive me. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, I was looking at Kyle Anderson, and hmm. it said he was 3 of 5 tonight for 11 points and no free throws, and I'm sitting here like doing math in my head. Uh, it's not 11 points. It <laughs> was – uh, his plus minus was 11. Ah, so tricky. there's – a. There's my problem there. Um, Anybody from Memphis? Any anything from Memphis? Jump out to you. Uh, For me, it's jaw had a pretty
2: tame night. I think jaw wasn't very good. Definitely sticks out. That's the Lou Dort effect. Um, Lou Dort's just so big and strong that I think jaw being a little bit uh, slimmer has a little bit of a tough time with that matchup.
4: No, I agree. Um, Jaw's field goal percentage this season is down. His three-point percentage is significantly down. His effective field goal percentage is down. Um, his free throw rate is slightly down. Uh, his total rebounds are down. His assists remain the same. Uh, and his points have climbed just a little bit, uh, 1.5 points. Uh, but that's on two more field goal attempts a game. Just not very efficient. Mm. Um, yep, Hasn't really made a second-year jump, which I think kind of continues to add to that narrative of uh, would you rather have SGA or DORT or mm. sorry, not SGA or DORT, SGA ja. or JAW? Yeah. Um, I kind of lean more and more JAW or sorry, <laughs> SGA over JAW. <laughs> yeah, right. I knew, like, I knew
2: what you meant. Yep.
4: Yeah. It's, it's I tough mean, to
2: say. It's, I mean, I think that, you know, the term sophomore slump is the term for a reason. I mm-hmm. think that come year three, seeing what JAW looks like it will be a little bit more fair of a comparison. But yeah, I think right now it's pretty easy to make the case for SGA in that one.
4: Definitely. Uh, anybody else from Memphis jump out to you?
2: Well, D'Anthony Melton, 14 points, but I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure all of those came in the third quarter. Um, not yeah. really, but he, he went through a stretch where he was everywhere, and it was kind of the stretch where the Grizzlies took over the game and, and didn't look back. It was Melton, 4 of 6 from behind the arc. He was hitting everything. He was active on the defensive end. He was a good player.
0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Play through it solid. Yeah.
4: Yeah. He was a good player. They got him from Phoenix for like nothing, didn't they? Yeah. It's like I a salary right. dump, I think. Yep. So fascinating. Uh, we He's do a- have a
2: speaker request.
3: So oh, let's do it.
2: I would like to bring up our boy Colin. Colin, how's it going?
3: Pretty good, guys. How about you?
2: Doing well. Uh, what do you think about this game? You have a specific question that you'd like to ask or a comment? Fire away.
3: Yeah, so I guess my main question is um, just overall in this season, who's been more surprising for you guys? Has it been Moses Brown or Kendrick Williams?
2: Mm, that's a great question. Uh, Jacob, I'm going to let you answer this one first.
1: C rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated, member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply.
4: Maybe. Hey, no, sorry, my audio cut out, so I actually missed Colin's oh. question. So <laughs> you take it.
2: Um, okay. So the question was, who's been more surprising, Kendrick Williams or Moses Brown? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say it is Moses Brown for me because even like when the Thunder picked up. Kenrich Williams in the trade, uh, the Steven Adams trade. I had low expectations, but it felt like a guy that, you know, once, once he made the cut of the roster felt like a guy that, you know, could be a, a rotational player. He's obviously exceeded that, but my reaction to the Moses Brown signing was G league stash. I, I did not foresee him playing any kind of serious minutes for the thunder. Um, it, uh it 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 just seemed like a guy that you pick up who's developmental um who's who's not going to be a contributor for the thunder and i've been proven completely wrong in that at least so far he he's contributed at a high level and he has you know definitely grown since he's come back from the G League bubble i think Moses Brown for me has been super impressive
4: yeah no it is a great question cuz they've both been very impressive right they they've both exceeded my expectations uh by a long shot. Um, also, since you answered Moses, I'll take the other answer and I'll go. Um, Kenrich Williams. Uh, he was a throw in to the Stephen Adams trade. I mean, he was not even on their, ro- on new Orleans roster. They had to sign him to a deal in order to make salaries match to conduct that trade. Like that's how wild that is. And then now he's here and he's become a massive asset and may get flipped tomorrow by the deadline for, um, for more draft capital. And, I I mean Justin I think you and I were were proponents of uh in in training camp cut him and keep uh Frank Jackson around instead right uh, it seems like the Thunder made the correct decision there uh, obviously they're they're a little smarter than you and I are That's so why we don't work for them but uh Kenrich has been a massive massive surprise and uh shout out to him that he uh um played really
3: well so yeah good question I appreciate. It. And then, I what have about you? I want to
2: know your answer now. You got? I got to put you on the spot. Is it Kenny Hustle or Moses Brown?
3: Man, did not put me on the spot like that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say Kendrick Williams, just because, as Jacob said, he was kind of a throw into the Stephen Adams trade. Um, Moses Brown just has the raw athleticism. I feel like in height alone to be productive NBA player. I mean, if you give anyone that height and that athleticism, and along with the motor he has, like he can make himself a decent role player in the NBA, I feel like. And then someone I feel like isn't talked about enough is Josh Hall, who the Thunder haven't hmm. really got to see any of. Yeah. And I just kind of wondered what y'all's opinion on him was.
4: Yeah, it's kind of hard to, to have an opinion on Josh uh, Josh Hall because, uh, like you said, we just haven't seen him. He's been out. He, was, he missed a lot of the G League bubble with an injury, came back. We haven't seen him since. Um, he seems like your prototypical, like, just – athletic wing if you've ever seen him on the court his legs are kind of like moses browns they just go on for days he's like 85 percent legs so um uh, it'll be interesting to see what they have in him he was a a highly touted high school prospect um so we'll kind of see uh what he has i hope we get to see more of him down the stretch of the season though agreed i'm with you so question yeah, awesome. Thanks, Colin. We appreciate it, man. Um appreciate
2: I do want to oh. take a, a question from the chat. Um okay. from Silver, who asks, what do you think of PG Dort? Definitely starting the game, it felt like he was the the primary ball handler right out of the gate. Um, and I, you know, he he played a lot of point guard in college. He's done it sporadically for the Thunder, but curious what your thoughts thoughts are, you know, on a night like tonight and probably for the foreseeable future without Shea. How do you feel about Lou Dort bringing the ball up?
4: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some potential there. Uh, it, that's like, I, I didn't hate it, but I, again, I think it's just the era of exploration right now. Let's, let's see if Lou can be a guy that can really produce offense or, or is he mainly going to be an off ball secondary option, secondary creator type of guy, Yeah. Um, you know? And, and so nothing really has just been like, Oh my God, he's such a natural point guard or whatever, but, I think it's just something that they just want to try out, you know, and I think we're going to see a lot more of it now that Shay's going to be out for a while. Um, but it's just, it's more of that, that era of exploration. So,
2: yep. Wholeheartedly got one more, one more in the chat. Do you think Baisley plays again this season?
4: Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I know he's had the shoulder injury, right? Um, but yes, he, he will, I think he will definitely play more this season. I, uh, I think there's a very small chance that he gets traded, um you have to this sounds really bad. I don't mean this to sound mean towards Basley, but you have to have value to get traded and he doesn't have much value around the league dang,
2: right now. I don't think. Man, dang. That's harsh. Uh I'm with you though on playing again this season. I, I gotta say, probably one of my favorite moments of the night was the, the GIF, the the clip of him and him and Shay clapping it up after uh what play was it that caused that? I'm blanking now. It was like a Ty Jerome Dunk, I think, or something like that. I don't know. Oh, oh it was. It I at. think it was a
4: speed dunk. The Svi still speed, speed
2: dunk. dunk. That's what it was. v can dunk it. I had no idea. <laughs> I, can I be man, honest? I had no idea.
4: Man can get up.
2: Like I thought. I thought we were trading the the slam dunk champ homie Diallo for a sharpshooter, but Svi can throw it down. <laughs> it's it's kind of impressive.
4: It's kind pleasant, of
2: impressive. Pleasant surprise. Um. So. I sent Jacob this privately, but I'm going to share it in the room. The tornado sirens are going off uh, where I live currently. So we're going (laughs) to have to cut this thing a little short um, because I may have to go get in the closet. I don't know. Um, You don't have a storm shelter at
3: the
4: new house, Justin?
2: I don't have a storm shelter, Uh but I do have a a very nice centrally located closet on the bottom floor of my house, All right, well, where uh, Rick Mitchell tells me to be.
4: Fingers fingers crossed for you. Uh, This is welcome to the Midwest in uh, in (laughs) springtime. Right,
2: spring is here. I think we'll be okay, but I would feel better if I could look at a radar right now.
4: (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. Um, So while we're logging off here, uh, NBA deadline trade deadline hits tomorrow, uh, Thursday, March 25th at 2 p.m. Central Time. Just a reminder for everybody listening: we will be live on YouTube, on Periscope, on Twitter. Uh, and on Facebook, from one p m central to two p m central that last hour, taking you up to the deadline, talking all the rumors, all the deals that are getting done. Um, we all know that there's gonna be a whole bunch of stuff coming through at the at the buzzer for the deadline, so yes. join us there um hopefully Justin will be able to join us with a fully intact house so <laughs> yeah please
2: <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, that'll do it for us. Thank you guys for jumping in locker room. We really appreciate you interacting, asking questions. Uh, If you're listening to this in podcast form, make plans to join the next post game. Uh, Jump in with us. It's really fun. We have a blast. We like bringing you guys up on stage, answering your questions in the chat. Like Jacob said, make plans also to join him for that trade deadline live stream. And then again, uh, our next game, what is it? Saturday,
4: I think. Saturday against the Boston Celtics, who may have Aaron Gordon on their team.
2: Ooh, that is juicy. I love that idea. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again. And as always, thunder up.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran,
3: Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network.